Hi everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next free online business assessment, enabling you to pinpoint what your business needs you to fix next. Business tips to help you level up and scale up. Hi everyone, I'm Simon of Sterling Coaching and welcome to this podcast episode in which I'm joined by Kellen. And just before we were started the recording here, we were talking about uh, where you're located, Kellen, in uh, Edmonton, in Canada. And as we were saying, the Oilers, the ice hockey team, built my, beat my team, the Flames, just the other night. So we, we won't hold that against you. Just give your, you. Full, give your full name, because I just won't even try to pronounce the last name again. I know I got it right the first time, but I'm not going to try again. I'm not going to take my chances. And t- tell us a little bit about you as well. I'm Kellen Flukiger, and that's a long and complicated last name, and I've probably spelled it 100 million times in my life. Today, I live in Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, my wife and I are both dual national. I was born in San Francisco. I spent 30 years in the energy industry as an executive and a consultant electricity principally, mm-hmm. uh, which probably normally would be about as interesting as watching paint dry. But I was in the deregulation part. And in the United States, it was a big fiasco around a company named Enron about 20 years mm. ago. I was Remember in the middle that. of that in California when there were blackouts. And I was the chief operating officer of a, the California independent system operator, which ran the grid. And ERCOT in Texas has been in the news recently because of the blackouts down there. And that's a similar organization. In fact, I interviewed to be the CEO of ERCOT once 20 years ago, but uh, the Enron, who was in Texas, didn't like me, so I didn't get the job. <laughs> anyway, uh, but I was in that business for uh, 30 years, electricity and market design and everything else. And the last 10 years, I've spent 12 years, essentially, as a coach, mentor. Yep. I help people who are committed to finding their gifts and talents and to serving. So I have the idea of your ultimate life is a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that you create by serving with your divine gifts. Great. And, and as we were talking ahead of time, I said something about addiction to average, yeah. which is what I'm committed to ending. Yeah. And I love that phrase, you know, ending the addiction to average, because I think a lot of the business owners out there and other people listening to this podcast will be quite dissatisfied with average. You know, we've been pigeonholed into whatever lockdown we we've had to endure because of the pandemic and a lot of our lives and businesses have become average because of the external forces uh, around us so uh, yeah the fact that you're on a mission to end that uh, and uh, that sounds great we're going to dig into that a little bit more before we do that what are you drinking today Kellen I've got my my usual Starbucks coffee here, but what, what is it you're drinking in the flask that you're, you're waving at me now? Yeah, well, so this is just some um, flavored water, but what I started the day with was a shake that I make that's got 15 ingredients, everything from matcha to pro, you know organic protein powder to vitamin C to you know the usual okay. big long list of pre-pro and whatever yeah. biotics and all that jazz. So that was breakfast. And then this is just to keep me hydrated during the day. So it's got a little energy stuff in it and some other, you know, electrolyte jazz. So that's what's in this thing. And, but I had the other before that. Great. And I've got to ask the question because, you know, every time somebody mentions a shake, 
I've struggled for years to find something that I can, you know, blend at home. And I've tried Jack LaLanne's power juicer. At the moment, I've got a KitchenAid blender. What do you use to make the shake first thing in the morning that you had for breakfast? So I use a Vitamix, but I don't think the blender matters. I think what matters most is my attitude. My wife doesn't share this. And so we talk about it and laugh sometimes. I don't actually care what it tastes like because to me, this is just what I'm drinking in the morning because it's what I need. So whether I put turmeric powder, raw cocoa powder because of the anandamide, you know, I've suffered for decades with depression and that anandamide is the bliss molecule. So I put stuff together that just I need. So I I do put a banana in there. I do put some frozen berries and that's probably the only thing that gives it any flavor. And the rest of it is just a pile of powders that I have decided I need. And then I just drink it and I actually... I do put some manuka honey in it, which is that stuff from New Zealand that has oh, I love, yeah, honey. stuff. And so those things are the only thing that gives it a little flavor, but I don't do it for taste. I couldn't yeah. care less what it tastes like. And I've just decided that in my mind. So I just drink it because that's what I'm doing in the morning. Yeah. And that's an interesting concept, isn't it? Because I know the, the animal world does likewise. They eat and drink for what they need not how it tastes you know we see our dogs and our horses in particular eat some awful stuff and you think why on earth are you eating that but they're going after the nutrients they smell they don't smell something beautiful they smell the beauty to them is the nutrients isn't it it's what's in it what they need if they're lacking something they'll eat for it they'll they'll forage for it and and i don't want anybody to get the idea that i don't like to eat i mean i like cheese and i like good stuff that tastes good (laughs) in the morning my shake is I've just decided and my wife said how do you drink that and the answer is I don't even taste it it's just whatever it is you know it's what you need for the day and that's what I do for the day and then the other stuff I eat during the day I like stuff that tastes good so I have preferences and things but the morning shake is just it's what I'm doing because that's what I said period fantastic fantastic so if you're going to have a drink during the day, have you got a favorite drink? Have you got a favorite drink that you like to drink socially or anything else during the business day? Well, um, beginning or end of the day, I used to drink a lot of alcohol. I used to have martinis for lunch and stuff. Uh, a number of years ago, I quit drinking and, you know, drugs and everything else that I used to do a lot of. So today, the if I drink anything I really like, it's probably either just flavored water, electrolyte stuff. I, I'm not, unless it's really cold, I don't drink plain water. Okay. Sometimes I drink, you know, pH uh, alkaline water. I go on a binge and I'll buy a case of it and whatever. Yeah. But mostly just uh, water and it's got a little flavor in it. That's good. Once in a while, I'll dr- take, you know, buy one of those energy drinks, but I'll dilute it like half and half with ice yeah. and water to get a little, you know, to keep sharp and stuff like that awake so i don't get sluggish but water so the answer is water with various additives here and there and sometimes just plain water if it's cold yeah now you you mentioned earlier on before we started this about using the time that we've got to serve the listeners and i'm sure there will be people listening that have just picked up on a few things you said there uh, particularly right at the beginning about ending the addiction to average. And then you just mentioned some other things there uh, of alcohol, etc. A lot of business people in particular have been really, really struggling during this pandemic. And I've been talking to a few people and there are lots of different things that people have become uh, 
uh, reliant upon. Uh, and I, I, I don't like to use the word addiction too liberally for the listeners, but certainly people have got into some bad habits. They got into bad habits of perhaps drinking too much, perhaps eating too much, doing things that they wouldn't normally do. What would you say, Kellen, is a significant thing? I know this is a very difficult question, and none of these are sort of prepared questions uh, for listeners uh, listening to this. What would you say is something that you did that you could share that broke any kind of addiction that you would like to pass on to the listeners today that perhaps are just feeling that they're on a bit of a slippery slope? Okay, cool. That's a beautiful question. And it's, it's one that's dear to my heart. And here's why. I lived a life of high powered, big stage, big money, make a lot of money and everything else. But behind the scenes, I was unhappy. I was unhappy because I was spent my life trying to prove that I was good enough. I started my childhood, however I did, a lot of physical stuff that today would be felony child abuse and not upset about any of that. The internal message was I'm not good enough. When you get locked down, whether it's the pandemic, which is a physical lockdown, or all I view this pandemic is, is a physical representation of what we've done to ourselves emotionally a lot anyway. We have locked ourselves way below our potential. Okay, mm-hmm. people choose because of stories, because of previous failures to, to, to be less than they can be. And so ending the addiction to average is, is, a, is a mindset that, that first is founded on love. Like love yourself, understand yep. that you're really divine. Like you have infinite capability and you're allowed to settle. You're allowed to do that. But why would you do that? And so what turned corners for me is to connect with that idea and say, you know what, I'm not going to settle for this. I have lived under this uh, pseudo lockdown, emotional lockdown for decades, and I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to listen to my own intuition and I'm going to go after what I think is good, no matter what anybody says. And that was new for me because all of my corporate blah, blah, blah was really in pursuit of trying to do somebody live somebody else's life do what i was supposed to do and that ended up with me being in rehab it ended up with a dual life where i was in one way like this like something you see in a movie you know where the somebody's big dog this that and the other and behind the scenes were <laughs> wreck burned through relationships burned through my body abused myself in in that addiction sense tremendously yeah and finally i was in my 50s like 40 years from 15 to 55, roughly, I, I lived with this um, loathing, self-loathing. And that was my real addiction. The drugs and alcohol were just what was handy to make it hurt less. But the yeah. real addiction was I'm not good enough. And so when you connect with the truth, that is a fundamental truth that you all, we all feel sometimes that you are divine, you are loved, you are capable, and you have something important to do and keep connecting with that, that to me was a turning point. Now, two other things I want to mention. Mm. The most important help that I got was to get coached, get a coach who was committed to my growth, okay, who was really on my side. Think of a sports coach who's just like committed to their athlete. And I've had several over the years, but to find someone who who finally believed in me, that that was huge. And the third thing, the last thing I want to mention is you have to take care of you. And the way that that happens, I have a 
complicated, it's not complicated, a, a very specific and powerful morning ritual, which I'm not going to go into now because it'll take too long unless you want me to. But th those things, understand your own worth and divinity, get some help. And I don't necessarily mean go see shrinks. You can do that too if you want. I did that. But somebody who's connected, who believes in you, and then also take care of yourself. And for me, that's a morning ritual, which includes the shake and not caring what it tastes like. <laughs> yep. It's part of the physical me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's interesting. You know, we've had a few people that have talked about morning routines. And, you know, and I realized by you know, talking to those people on the podcast that I have my own morning routine. You know, so I get up. We do certain things uh, in the morning. We watch the news. I go downstairs. My wife goes into the horses. I read my uh, my UCB word for the day. I, I make a honey and lemon. You mentioned honey. I I have my own bees, so I love my own honey, honey oh. and lemon. And and it is having that routine. But it's interesting what you said there. And I just want to share a very quick story with you, Kellen, if I can, and with the listeners. You said there about not settling for not being good enough. And I was talking on a, a client session earlier today, and they were asking me why I do what I do. So I've always had a coach. In all my years of being in business, I've always had a coach, which is now why I became one. But I went further back by asking why more and more of why I do what I do. And I went back to somebody who, after hearing you just saying that, you've given me a, quite a significant moment. In fact, it's given me goosebumps on the back of my neck just thinking about it. I sat underneath a desk in a school classroom on a parent evening because my parents couldn't get a babysitter. And I remember the school teacher telling my parents that I was never going to amount to anything, that I was, and I was bottom of the bottom class in school that year. And he, he talked about me and I remember sitting there cross-legged underneath the table thinking, I am not settling for this. He has no right to talk about me and I was underneath him, you know. Um, so I decided that day not to settle for what he defined my life to be. And by the end of that year, I was still bottom, but I was bottom of the top class in that year. I'd scaled all the way up. And I, I've held a bit of a grudge against that guy, actually. But now you've just said what you said there. He actually set me off on a pathway. And uh, yeah, you know, I've, I've got a faith that that certainly set me off on my journey for, for my life and the way that I interact with people and engage with people. But we do have to have that decision, don't we, where enough's enough. I'm not settling for this anymore. And I love, that's why I love that phrase that you mentioned, ending the addiction to average, because I did no longer, when I was sat under that table, did I want to be average, below average. Totally. And maybe what, if I don't know if he's still alive or not, but you want to send him a gift basket and tell him you thank him from the deepest part of your soul yeah. for what he did. And maybe he didn't mean to do this. And you might say that and maybe he's changed his approach and maybe he's had his own epiphanies and we don't know. And maybe he's dead and whatever it is, who cares? But that thing is a release, at least for me, it would be a release of that. And yeah, then yeah. an acknowledgement that even troubles, even those negative things can be beacons of light and call us out of our pity parties, our stories Absolutely. and everything else when we slam the fist on the table and say no more. Yeah. Yeah. So for those listeners that are resonating with this, what would you say to them 
that needs to be a point of recognizing that because that's that's the thing isn't it you know very often you know i i was helped by that guy and i see that now and he actually ended up uh, i moved into a new home our last home and he was about five doors up from us and i never spoke to him in all the years i lived there eight years never spoke to the guy but for you know he helped me realize that point where i wasn't going to settle for it but for many people they don't have that kind of external intervention. So how would you say that people need to recognize that enough is enough? Well, so, so, I mean, there's a couple of ways. It either comes from inside or it comes from inside. Mm. And that might sound like two things, but it can only (laughs) come from inside. Sometimes an externality causes you to wake up. Yep. Uh, And so if you don't have... If you don't, I mean, here's a fundamental truth. You, me, and everybody that's listening to this have the option of being mediocre. You can cruise down the road and do nothing, do what's in front of you, what's obvious and easy. You can do that. You have permission. You are allowed. Yep. No one can take that away from you. Now, the question for you is, what do you want? Like you, but not the stories, not the mom, like it was for me, not yeah. the supposed to, not the religion, not, not the societal expectations. Screw all them. What do you want? When someone says, oh, yeah, she's the gal that, what do you want to be in that blank? Oh, yeah, I know him. He's mm. the guy. That, like, what is that thing that you want really? And sometimes we get, you know, seduced by the, well, he's the guy, you know, the rich guy that drives this, or she's the gal that takes vacations to wherever. But is that true happiness? And I'm speaking from a place of having had it and been a drug addict at the same time. Yeah. And so it wasn't what I really wanted, even though everybody else would have thought, dude, he's got it made. Yeah, yeah. And so you decide what you really want. Now, if thinking about what you truly want doesn't wake you up, doesn't cause that intervention, then this is where you take responsibility. An episode I was just doing on podcasts, I was talking about depression. So I had MDD, major depressive disorder, undiagnosed and untreated from I was 15 to 55, according to the shrinks that I have talked to then. But 40 years, I didn't talk to anybody. And, and, And it wreaked havoc up and down and all the kinds of things, burning out relationships in my life. Then sometimes people say, well, I'll go to a doctor and get an antidepressant. That's fine. I'm not saying anything wrong with that. But the key is take responsibility. You can say, I'm not Mm -hmm. motivated. I don't care. Okay, I'm allowed to live there. Are you satisfied with that? No. Well, then I need to go find something. I need to read some books. I need to go talk to a mentor. I need to talk to someone who's, who, who seems to be doing at least more of what I want. I recognize they're not perfect, not on a pedestal or whatever, but look, take responsibility. If you don't feel like you woke up yet, go find the alarm clock, yeah. go find your wake up call or choose to live in average and mediocrity and then be done with it. Yeah. And I think, yeah, and at least you take responsibility for that, don't you? When you make that decision, you are taking responsibility for it, which is which is really 100%. important. So thinking about your own business, and you say you've you've been a coach, you know, for sort of 10, 12 years, uh, probably similar, similar time to myself. 
what's been the latest or most significant thing that you've actually worked on in your own business then we've shared some great tips with listeners so let's go back to your side of the business and then we'll talk about how people can connect with you and find out more about you what What, i love to do what's been the thing you've worked on i write books so i've written 13 wow i have three more underway one of the ones i'm working on right now is called forgiveness a journey of courage to a place of peace and power. I have another one that I'm working on, one of the three I'm working on, called Failure, the Art and Science of Challenging Boundaries. One book I wrote is The Tightrope of Depression, My Journey from Darkness, Despair, and Death to Light, Love, and Life. It has a sequel called Down from the Gallows. <laughs> so I love, I, and then two and a half years ago, I had a near-death experience. I was in a coma for three weeks. My heart stopped and I died in the University of Alberta Hospital. I had wow. necrotizing MRSA in both lungs. It's funny because we talk about coronavirus having a mortality rate of between two and 3%. The mortality rate of the bug I had, the 10-day mortality rate was 100%. Wow. If you were not in the hospital, and if you were in the hospital in the ICU, it was only 60%. Well, I didn't get to the hospital till the end of day five. So it's not surprising that I died. All of those things, and I've written a couple of books about that too, but I love to write. I love to make podcasts and I love to, to be the witness of people's opportunity. Nobody can be around me or talk to me very long without knowing that I know they can be or do whatever they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's... As you say, it's not, you know, writing books is great and there's lots of people who write books and the ones that I love and I listen to books, so I'd be interested to know if there's any audio versions of those. But the the most important thing is to be the witness, isn't it? You know, it's to actually tell the story, tell the, the whole narrative from the perspective of somebody who has been there, experienced it and witnessed because they've come out the other side of it. And a witness has to be somebody who came out the other side of it, or at least has some kind of realization to share with other people. Might not be completely out of it, but um, it's interesting. You say thirteen books—that's that's a mammoth amount of books. I'm just getting started, and and you're right. It isn't about the books; it's about the witness. I was mm-hmm. on a clubhouse meeting yesterday. Uh, it was a mental health meeting, and I happened to stumble in there and listening to the stories of the men, it was men's mental health. Mm. I was just blown away by even, I mean, I've been through a dance, but some of those guys, I I was just amazed and they're still alive and they're still breathing and they're committed to do something. And I don't know, we didn't get enough time with each one of them to know where they are in their journey and if they're doing really what they can or not. But some of them, I'm just surprised to be alive. One decision that I wanna leave you with as a witness is look, every breath I take or you take, we add something to the world. Now we add carbon dioxide because we breathe, but the choice I wanna challenge you to make is add good to the world. There are enough forces adding sadness, division, mediocrity, accusation, negativity, anger. There are enough things creating fear. Make a conscious choice that with every conversation, every observation, every place where your presence shines. Ask yourself, how can I add good to the world here now in this moment? And what a wonderful place 
the world would be if every breath expelled added good to the world. We'd be living in, on a different planet with a different environment around us, with different wildlife surrounding us, different people surrounding us. What a wonderful place that would be. It is, and it would be. And, you know, we can't control the behavior, the attitudes, the actions, or the stance of anybody else, but we can control ours. And so I can yeah. live mad because somebody else isn't doing whatever I think they ought to do, or the collective somebody else's and government and this, that, and the other, or I can live optimistically, adding yeah. good with my breath and choosing to be the light <clears throat> instead of complain about the darkness. Yeah. And I'm pausing there because, yeah, I want this to sink into the listeners. You know, uh, Kellen asked me at the beginning of this, you know, what he could do to serve you, the listeners. And I think, you know, there are some amazing things uh, that we've talked about, the addiction to average, not settling for good enough, filling what you want, the blank there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think as well, for me, as you said that, Callan, it made me think about sometimes people go towards pleasure, but sometimes they, they need to have something to avoid pain. So if, if the filling that what you want blank doesn't work, reverse it around the other way and fill in the what you don't want to happen to you blank. Yep. And, and avoid that. Uh, and yeah, you know, add good to the world with every single breath you take. And listeners, if you take one thing away from this, and I know you're going to take three or four things away from this. If you take one thing away from this, that last thing for me is the most important. Add good to the world. Because if you do that, this podcast, my time, Kellen's time, has served that purpose of making the world a better place. And that's what this podcast is about. And that's what I'm sure Kellen's podcast is about as well. So Kellen, tell us a little bit about where we can get hold of the books and tell us a little bit about where we can go to find your podcast as well. Let's help the listeners reach out to you and find out more uh, about how they can help them themselves through your content. So um, I, I have a lot of free stuff. I have a podcast that's on all the regular places, iTunes, Amazon, Deezer, Spotify. It's yep. called Your Ultimate Life. Okay. It's a 15-minute daily podcast to help you achieve your life of purpose, prosperity, and joy you create by serving others with your divine gifts. Yep. So that's one place. Another place is I share a lot of live stuff on Facebook uh, talking about these very same things because that's what I'm committed to do. It's all I do. Literally. I don't live as Kellen, the coach and then Kellen, the person I'm only one guy yeah. and my life is consistent morning to night. So I share a lot of stuff on Facebook. Uh, so uh, there's not a lot of Kellen Flukigers. There's me and the other one's my son. <laughs> so and just, just spell that last, cool. just spell that last name for us. Then. So we've got Kellen K E L L A M F L U C K I G E R. Perfect. And then the other place is my website, which is www.kellenflukiger.com. No surprise. <laughs> so it's not difficult to get my name as a website. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, and is that where people can get copies of the books? You know, if anybody's got a particular topic. They're all on Amazon to... too. Yeah. I've done okay. music. I got a half a dozen albums out. I've been in a group that's charted number one on Billboard. I'm a professional pianist and vocalist and I have music too, wow. but. My main things are <clears throat> the books are all on Amazon. Yep. Uh, you can go to my website and there's links there to them. Uh, and the, 
you know, the YouTube channel, I've got one called Ultimate Life Formula, which has got a bunch of videos about the same things, uh, about steps and tools and things that I use. I've got one there about my morning routine and, you know, stuff that I do. The whole purpose of all this is to just put out there what I can. Yeah, yeah. You know, I also obviously have <clears throat> the business side coaching programs and that sort of thing. But I just if you want to connect, just go to those places and get some free stuff and see what it's like. And let me see if I can help you through those means. Yeah. And I, I can tell you, listeners, uh, having had coaches uh, for what 36 years uh, now, I've had a coach or at least one coach. I think what Kellen said right at the beginning is really important. When you reach out to him, I think you sense it from listening to this podcast that what you are doing is you're connecting somebody to your passion and you know kellen's passion for your success will be as passionate as yours i'm absolutely sure and that is a critical factor for anybody looking for coaches you know choose somebody choose that help for somebody who is passionate about your success because if somebody just wants to teach you stuff that's great go get a consultant for that but if you want somebody who's going to help you get to that success then make sure they're as passionate about that as you are as i know kelling is about every one of you that's listening to this today i normally ask people where their next coffee is going to be and where but kelling i feel that i need to ask you one thing if you're going to leave the listeners with one thing what would that one thing be from today's podcast the one thing i would leave you with from today without hesitation is i want you to do something for me every morning Get up, walk in the bathroom, look in the mirror, deeply in your own eyes and say, I love you and say it over and over again. And if you want to look away and if you want to change the words, well, you're OK. Well, I like you. I had a client. I do that exercise. He said, came to me and said, I'd rather put my hand in a meat grinder than do that because it was so hard because we don't live in the truth. You can't love anyone and help anyone more than you love yourself. So do that exercise for me. Start with that. Fantastic. Love yeah. yourself and yeah. things will grow from there. Yeah. And I think listeners, you've had some amazing things in today's podcast. Callum, thank you very much for not just giving your time, but you know, for those who can't see him on the video as I can, you know, Kellen has been bouncing around. You, I know you can hear the enthusiasm and the passion and the, the absolute uh, excitement of people reaching their success and their potential in his, in his voice and his actions. And he's been bouncing around the screen all the time that he's been talking here. So thank you very much for sharing your time, but also for sharing the enthusiasm. And I know the listeners will have taken a lot from that. I really do appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to connect with some more people, to encourage them, to love them, and to wish and hope and encourage them to do themselves justice as divine capable beings. If I can do it as a small, young, nine, ten-year-old boy underneath the school table, then yeah, I'm sure everybody else out there can, can do that too. Listeners, of course, this is always part of my mission. And I think, you know, you understand the word mission today because we certainly have been on a mission to help you be more aware, better educated. And we've talked about a little bit about what we're drinking today, but more we've talked about how you can make a change in your life and not settle for being not good enough. Uh, and 
add good to the world with every single breath and do what can I said. Absolutely. A hundred percent agree with that. Look in the mirror every morning. You can do it on your own. That's fine. And tell yourself that you love yourself and you care for yourself. And I really look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. 